The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie Team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, with host Rick Zamperin, and we got Phil Golfie with us today. Good morning. Good Saturday morning to one and all. It has been a chilly week weather-wise, but it is going to start to warm up next week, which is great. And I'll tell you one thing that's going to get red hot. That is the housing market. That's the predictions that are being made right now. We're going to dive into it here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, right here on 900 CHML. Don't forget, if you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, at 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and X. And if you're in the mood this weekend to figure out, well, I wonder what my home could sell for, head over to golfyhomevalue.com and get an instant home estimate. That is golfyhomevalue.com. Lots of stuff to chew on, but before we get to that, I understand that you guys, and Rob in particular, had a pretty eventful week. What's going on? Yeah, so I, uh, I I flew to New York City on Thursday, and uh, I met with uh, Ryan Serhan. I'm not sure if anybody knows who he is. He was a million dollar listing New York, and uh, you know we, I follow him. He's got a big business. He's good at branding. He's good at uh, uh, his uh, coaching. He does a lot of different things, and uh, very smart guy. Uh, he's done very well for himself in a short period of time. And, uh, yeah, so we met with him with a, a few other people. There's about, uh, 10, 12 of us, um, in his office and beautiful place. And, uh, I guess it's a, it's a, a section of New York city called Soho. Uh, I never been to like, and I walked around there. Like and, a trendy artsy area of yeah, New York city. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very nice. Uh, I had a good time. The guy was, I liked, like, I'll tell you, uh, he looks a lot, t- he's a lot taller in person than he is in, uh, on TV. So, <laughs> Uh, I, I even said that to him. I go, well, you're a lot taller than you are in person, but, uh, but otherwise the guy, uh, is very smart. He was, he was made for this, uh, type of business. And, uh, you know, we learn off each other, you know, he gives us our, you know, scenarios, you know, things that are happening. And he had a, he had a tough year last year, just like everybody else did when, uh, with the, with the real estate sales, but, uh, enjoyed it very much. Uh, met with some, uh, other uh, like other top realtors in the U.S., which we exchange ideas. I learned a, a, a few things after we met with Ryan. We went to uh, an Italian restaurant right next door to his office, and uh, we sat there and, and uh, for a couple hours just uh, you know ch- exchanging ideas and stuff that we do. And, and I, it's amazing how much you learn uh, when you go and uh, to somebody else's city and or you get together with a bunch of realtors. And and the thing is, I'll tell you, like. It's amazing how far advanced the, the U.S. is compared to Canada, and 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 I and I think part of my success is because I do um, meet with a lot of fellow realtors uh, in the U.S. and learn from them, and that's what's I, I think that's a big part of my success in this business. Um, and like I, I just think they're about two three years ahead, maybe even more in 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 technology and doing different things. And, and that keeps me ahead of everybody. By the time the agents locally in 
uh, in, in Ontario or even, you know, in the Golden Horseshoe, see what I do, I'm already on to the next thing and they're just starting what I just finished. So it's like they're getting the used car from me. And uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like I drove the car for three years. Okay, you can have this one. You can drive this one. But, uh, but, but you do, we, I, I do learn a lot and it was a lot of fun. And I just went for the day, just uh, flew in in the morning and flew back at night. The great thing was, I didn't have to put no carry-on luggage. I didn't, <laughs> put no, I, I didn't put. I just like walked on like I was taking the bus to the downtown. You know what I mean? It was just get on the plane and get off the plane. So it was good. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Traveling without luggage. That is, yeah, that is the way to do it. And when you say that the U.S. is far advanced, I know you spoke about technology and and I guess the way they do they do things. Or some of the things that they do down there, is it just not done here for a simple reason or is it, is it too complex to employ up here? Like what, what are the reasons? Yeah, the technologies down there, um, I think it's just that because they're a bigger population, they, they, they got run, more money. Yeah, they, they run their real estate teams more of like a, you know, and we've developed this up, but more of a corporate structure, more of bigger leadership teams, more, more support systems. And then, and then on top of that, you know, these technology companies, that, you know, which are mostly developed in the U.S., are are able to, you know, market toward them and, and, and get them on board. And then eventually they develop their platform to to make it work in Canada as well. And a lot of the technology companies that we use and platforms that we use are U.S.-based, you know, technology. Tech, yeah. yeah. So so a lot of them were, were developed in the U.S., um, a lot of the, the, the high-end U.S. real estate teams hop on board, and then we hear about them through the grapevine, and then, and then we're you know, in hopes that they'll develop a platform that, that's suitable for, for uh, Canadian real estate teams. So, and that's a lot of the stuff that, you know, in terms of we, we've seen. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of these American technology companies, uh, they beta test with us sometimes yeah. just because, um, you know, we've got HST. Like, I'm just giving you one example, but mm-hmm. um, our, our laws and regulations are different. And so they, they let us use their technology and they learn from us so we can say, yeah. you need to do this, you need to do this to make it fit for the Canadian version. Yeah. And so a lot of times we're like the beta test, but, and, and again, but we're not the mass, like, like, like us as the golfy team is not the mass that the majority of the people would use because there's not a lot of big teams like us out there in Canada, in the U S I mean, you know, they've got like, you know, 350, 400 million people. And there's a lot of big teams out there. And, uh, and you know, it, you know, so our structure is totally different than the, the mass of, of realtors. A lot of realtors work independently out by themselves and, and they don't, the, our format of doing things is not quite what they would be able to use anyway. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, was that trip that you took, did you get a sense of in the discussions you had where the industry is going in the next few years? Um, yes. Um, I, I, when I was talking to Ryan, he was, te- he was saying, yeah, definitely, uh, 2024, um, he felt the outlook is going to be good. And, and I think it's a combination of, yes, it's going to be good, but yes, uh, the, the public persona is, um, it, it, it's, it's going to be good because they want it to be good. Right. So it, it's all about mindset also. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, everyone wants it to be good. Everyone wants yeah. it to bounce back. That's right. And, and you know, if you get a lot of negative news in every single newspaper, every single, everything, everything's all negative, then it's going to be negative. Right. And uh, you, know, you know what I mean? So, but, but I think 
the the public wants a positive. The realtors want a po- everybody wants a positive uh, outcome for this year, and I think it will be a positive outcome. And uh, and and I, I truly believe that. I mean, if you're going to go, you know, year over year based off last year's stats. It doesn't. It, it's not going to take a lot for it to be positive. I mean, we had one of the worst years in real estate when it came to prices, when it came to transaction uh, amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anytime you you we're going to see a year over year stat through the year 2024, comparing it to 2023, it, it's going to be positive. And, and uh, it's, it's hopefully it's a bounce back year. And, and, and it's not just because we want it to be or we're thinking it's going to be, but hopefully we start to see the, the uh, momentum build. Dealing with contractors. I, I can feel a story coming on here. Tons. Yes. So I've got, I've got three renovations going on right now simultaneously. Okay. Uh, two of them are going like clockwork. Mm-hmm. And it's because I hired really good people. They're a little more expensive than your average contractor. And I don't have to babysit them. But the one that I have left over that we're finally finishing up, um, yes, you got to babysit them and we call them every single morning. Okay. If I don't call them, they're not coming. Really? And you know what it is? They, they take these, they take too many jobs on and they try to please everybody a little bit at little pieces at a time. So, and, uh, so anyway, so we call them one day we had all six contractors there working and they were like stepping all over each other. I said, Hey, listen, I need you guys here and you can't leave. And if I do leave, I tell them I'm coming back in two hours, even though I may not be coming back. <laughs> That's yeah, you, you have to do that. You have to do that. And, um, and like, like it, it just like, I get it. I get it. A contractor, if he's got too much time and money uh, focused on one job and he doesn't have time to quote or do another job after that job's over, he could be uh, three, four days without any work. Yeah. And then it, it, it hurts him. So, so what he does is he'll, he may go to another contract, uh, no, sorry, go to a job and say, okay, I'll start yours uh, on Monday. And meanwhile, he's not finished there. So he'll go there Monday to start, but then then, then Wednesday right. he'll come back. I mean, sorry, Tuesday, he'll come to our place. And then the other, the other person is, is hanging and say, where are you? you know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, I think the squeaky wheel gets the job done. You, 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 you call, you call and you, and, and they come and, and I have been, uh, and I've been calling and, uh, and they've been coming and we're, we're, we're almost finished. It, it, we, we, we had, uh, you know, all these setbacks that happened, but we're doing a soft opening, uh, just with the agents that, uh, work with us in Burlington that live in Burlington and Waterdown and, and any, anybody that lit like on our team that live in, uh, Halton. We're doing just a soft opening with with those agents on our team, and uh, we're looking forward to it. it, it it's it, in one week we'll have everything done. We'll be complete. Wow. Landscaping will be done in the spring, and we're good to go. How do you think that's going to push the golfie team forward in the Burlington market? You know what? I think it will do well. We already got um, you know everybody knows we're we're at the getting to the finish line, and we are getting some phone calls from even realtors that uh, you know see that uh, we're getting there. So they're looking at uh, you know they're checking us out as uh, as as maybe working on our team. I think everyone's got a a contractor horror story in terms of hiring somebody mm-hmm. and you know a job not getting done or maybe not getting done on time or not getting on, done on budget and there's there's so many things up in the air in terms of subcontractors depending on the complexity of the job but it is a it's a wild it's a wild industry there's that, that is for sure 
don't pay, do not pay any contractor in full until the job is 110%. I, you know, like, I don't know if I told you the story, my uh, niece, uh, they, they hired a contractor. He was super cheap. And, and guess what? A year ago, they moved out of their house to get this job done. And they're not even close to being finished in six months to eight months. Wow. And I feel sorry for them, but they've, they've had some, a lot of setbacks with, you know, with just the wrong people they hired. And I just said, do not do that anymore. Hire good people and you'll, you'll, uh, you'll finish this job fast. Wild. Still to come on the show, we're going to talk about Hamilton's new renovation bylaw. We'll talk about agents and why they should be verifying information on MLS. And a whole lot more to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy, sales representatives. Remax is Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O. You can also follow them all over social media, whether it is Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, X, or Threads. Let's get into a a bunch of newspaper headlines or website headlines, uh, listening to radio newscasts or watching uh, the news on TV, and everyone is talking about the housing market and the suggestion or the prediction that a surge is coming. What are you guys expecting in the early parts of 2024 and beyond? I, I still feel the market is flat, but I do feel um, there'll be a few uh, percentage points that will go up and down this year. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. I know they're looking at bringing interest rates down, uh, but I don't think they're going to do it quickly or fast. But uh, I, I do feel that the market will uh, uh, will be good. And, and that's where the headlines is everything. And it's like, you know, how, do you remember in 2008 and nine um, when uh, we, we were in a recession and the U.S. was in a deeper recession because of the subprime mortgages that they were in? Right. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how um, there was a time bracket where the our dollar was almost at par yeah. or even yeah. better? And there were, so th- that was only a short period of time. Right. So, so that short period of time just passed us in buying real estate, in my opinion. I think you, I think in the last four months, you could have negotiated some really good deals. The deals are still there and they are, and they're still there. If you, you can negotiate some really good deals. Now that, that period, like that short time, that opportunity moment is slowly going to go away as time goes by the, uh, in the next, I'd say within the next 30 to 60 days. It's the people right now that are just trying too difficult, like trying too hard to time the exact market, and they're and they're waiting for the exact time to jump right in and 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 do it and and commit to it. And it, you know, when you're when you're trying to be too perfect, sometimes it passes by you, right? And it's not going to pass by you as it did in 2022, where the market completely took off and went for another surge, like this is suggesting. But I think we're going to start to see that normal, you know, that normal appreciation growth of 
four to six percent per year, year over year, and we're going to get back to that, you know, a normal traditional housing market, and it and it feels it, it's starting to feel normal now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's more predictable. It's easier to understand where where values are going, and and but but in terms of deals right now, it's it's you know, and that's the big question. It's like you know, there's not a lot of inventory right now, but the market's still down and it's still affordable. Or do I wait until the spring and and wait for more options because you know inventory is going to rise, but but my prices might rise with it. That's as well. right. Yeah. So so that's that predicament that people are in right now. Um, and and it's like, well, you know, I want to jump in. I I'm I'm ready to go. You know, I'm pre-approved. I I have everything ready. But there's just not that house that I've fallen in love with yet that that's on the market. Um, but I'm hoping it comes up soon. Well, and you mentioned waiting, and there is a new consumer trends report that was issued for the fourth quarter of 2023 that showed that 20 percent of potential home buyers plan to wait for prices to drop before buying a home. 21 percent intend to wait for interest rate cuts, and the number planning to sell their homes has gone up to 12% in the fourth quarter. That was from 10% in Q3. And it has me thinking, and this is why I asked the question about, you know, where do you see 2024 kind of going? Because over the next couple of years, experts uh, are predicting that the Bank of Canada, obviously this year, probably going to lower interest rates maybe two or three times. Over the next couple of years, 2.2 million mortgages are going to be renewed which, you know, screams to me there's going to be a flurry of home sales because people are going to be waking up to, you know, double the amount of mortgage payments that they're usually used to and might think to themselves, we got to sell or downsize. Yeah, so we're already starting to see that payment shock. And and, and a lot of the bank CEOs have, have already talked about what they're seeing in, in terms of on, across their platform. So what they've talked about is is a lot of consumers are preparing for this already. They've seen credit card spending come down. You've seen less people wanting to carry carry debt on, on lines of credit and credit cards and understanding that their, their mortgages renewing, they have to tighten up somewhere in their lives to ensure that they can still make their mortgage payment. So that, that, that payment shock is coming. But what's happening is when the roller coaster ride shuts down and it's the main event, it's the main attraction, that line continues to get longer and people are waiting. And it's, it's where, where do you want to be in that line? Right. So eventually, you know, everyone's going to come and, 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 and jump on, but it's, it's, where do you, where do you want to be on that, on that roller coaster ride? And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the, the, the conversations that we're having with people, the pre-approvals that are going on is people are sitting and waiting and, and, and some are waiting for prices come, to come down. Some are waiting for interest rates to come down, but the second the interest rates start to drop and, and they're not going to drop them quickly because they can't. The, 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 the Bank of Canada will not, are, are, we're going to see reductions of, a, you know, not even a quarter point, maybe a tenth or a fifteenth of a point. I, I, th- I think a quarter, I think a quarter point at a time. But some but people it's think not it's going to be a half it's, a point, but I, it's I can't not going to be fast. It's not going to be as fast as we rose. They just, it, it, it's not going to happen. But, but the biggest, you know, what, what everyone's speculating right now is the second that interest rates start to come, it, it's going to open the floodgates and, and, and away we go again. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. What happens if nothing happens what happens if they start to drop interest rates and and you know the buyers aren't there like we're we're in a really you know right now it's it's unpredictable it's all speculation but i i i I think you know housing prices are going to stay strong in terms of what they are i i I feel like the appreciation isn't going to be as crazy as it was um or or even what some people are speculating but there's a lot of buyers that are you know like we're talking about waiting to to get into the market 
Um, you know, open houses are really busy. We're having a lot of open houses yeah, right now, yeah. and 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 they're really busy. And what open house tells you, open houses tell you, is you know, the people aren't aren't ready to go and buy yet, but they're just getting their feet wet in terms of they're checking, they're, they're checking. checking, yeah, they're checking. They're they want their toes in the water. That's yeah, that. they want to see you know what things are going for, what houses are going for. Oh, this one's listed at nine hundred and fifty thousand. I you know I wonder what this will sell for. Let's go check it out. So. When, when we're doing these open houses, you know, sometimes it's 30, 40, 50 parties at, at open houses the past couple of weekends. We haven't seen these numbers in a really long time in, in comparison. Sometimes we'd have open houses only be two, three, four parties. But we're getting, we're getting large groups yeah. uh, through open houses right now. And, and it's a good, it, 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 like, like these reports are said, suggesting, it's a telltale of where our market is and where that consumer is right now in terms of, you know, trying to time the market of, of when to buy. Back to this uh, consumer trends report, which uh, another stat I found interesting was that, you know, with inflation cooling, uh, interest rates at least stabilizing, uh, 8% of renters, and this is nationwide, this is not just Hamilton, but 8% of renters are planning to look for a home in the next 12 months compared to just 6% in the third quarter. And if we get more renters into the housing market, that means more supply opening up in the rental market. That's, That's a nice domino to have, I think. It is. And, and, and you know what uh, Hamilton did years ago is they were giving the, uh, the down payment to renters to buy a house, uh, to buy a house so that they can actually have more rental uh, uh, homes in or uh, units in the Hamilton area. So basically they say, hey, if you qualify, we'll pay, we'll give you the down payment. And if you, and if you keep the house for 20 years, you get to keep the down payment. But if you sell it before, we get our down payment back. And But you've built enough equity that you could buy something else after. But I mean, I, I wish they had more programs like that because I think it, it, it definitely would make a difference. But it does open up the the, the, the gates for uh, other people uh, that need to be renting uh, renting uh, apartments and, uh, and homes. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfi.com. I know you guys want to talk about agents should really want to and should verify information on MLS. I'm, is there a story behind here? Does someone goof up? Yeah. So I, I had a, somebody approach me and, and uh, he was one of the guys that were working on one of the properties that I have. And he, he said, Rob, he goes, listen, I bought this property and uh, the listing, you know, said it was, you know, uh, 3,100 square feet. And uh, so he went in and, uh, and he, he was looking at doing renovations and everything. So then he, he said, you know, I think he realized after maybe after he firmed up on the deal, he's realizing this house is not as big as he, you know, what the listing said. And he had it verified. He actually had somebody go in to verify, measure, measure the house. And it's actually 2,740 square feet. Hmm. And it was, so we're talking like uh, almost three, uh, 300 square feet difference. Uh, or um, So that's a big difference. That's like three bedrooms missing out of your house. Yeah. Like it, it could be like a whole top floor of a two-story house. So I sent him a uh, like it's a, a, a twenty case study, a case. twenty by twenty room on each level. Is but that's what it is. It's a massive, mm-hmm. it's a massive mm-hmm. discrepancy in square footage. Yeah, right? yeah. it's almost four hundred square feet. So he he asked me what you know what should I do, and I and I said well talk to your lawyer, and I said uh, and and he goes yeah my lawyer's got another lawyer yeah he's a litigate he's a, he's a litigation lawyer, and uh, and I go he's <laughs> they're trying to see if there's a case. I sent him a case study now. 
on on behalf of the seller and a lawyer, if they're fighting this and he wants to get out of the deal on behalf of his side, um, his lawyer is going to say, well, you walked through the house. You, right. it, it, you did feel like it was all right for your, for your family. And, uh, but, uh, but, the problem there is the agent should have done his job. He should have printed printed out an impact report from the town, uh, from the city, and he should and it and it would give you the square footage. And he probably was, didn't want to spend the you know the thirty or forty dollars, which we do because you don't want to get in trouble with that way. We spend we spend that on every every listing to make sure that we got the right square footage. And sometimes I even do that when I'm representing a buyer. Hey, you know, like yeah. I, I got like, I, I don't know. I think the square footage is wrong on this thing. I, I think that, you know, being in real estate, we walk through hundreds of homes. Right. And I feel like even right now I can walk, I can walk through a house and give you a ballpark and, and within 50 to a hundred square feet of, of what I think, it, you know, what I think this, this house might be. Um, this is a huge discrepancy, right? It's massive. I, and, and, the line of work that, that, that he's in combined with the, the, the purchasing real estate agents for this to get missed is a, is, is a huge mistake. It's a huge, it, it's going to be a huge difference in value, right? In, I, in terms I think of, so. In terms I of, think so. You know, a 2,700 square foot home in comparison to a 3,100 square foot home, the price per square foot, you're talking, you know, thousands of dollars, but it, it, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances that got completely missed. But I think there's, there's another angle to this. And I think, you know, there's a, probably a little bit of a buyer's remorse. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's not just specifically due to the square footage. Maybe he bought the house and, you know, he, he, he's second guessing it. And all of a sudden he, he goes back and looks and says, well, you know, the square footage is wrong. And, and now he's using that as a, as a ticket to try and go against the sellers. I think there's that angle there because, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say this when the market surged in 2022, people no. were not complaining about no. square footage. No. People were not complaining they about just, home especially because their house has gone up 30% by the time they moved in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we never, we, we never saw any of, of these types of, you know, renegotiating or, or going back on the purchase. But now all of a sudden the market's a little stagnant, um, you know, or even, you know, decreases a couple points. And then people get a little uncomfortable and, and, and a little buyer's remorse sets in. And, and guess what? If, if all of a sudden you find this, this error, on, you know, on whether it's the selling agent's behalf or the, or the, or the seller himself, and, and then you're going to press that button and say, well, listen, you lied to me. You, go, you, you yeah. marketed the, the, the listing wrong. I thought this was a 3,100 square foot house, and they're going to use that to, as, as, as a platform to try and get out of the deal. So it's going to be interesting to see the, the, how this how this plays out the listing agent really made a mistake so he can Big get time. he can get in trouble he may have to do a course on that and and bill's right about that about uh you know as a realtor a good realtor walking in the house you know the square footage i remember when i worked at footlocker I, I worked at footlocker in high school and people walk in and were looking for uh running shoes and stuff like that i could i knew their shoe size by looking at their yeah. shoe within a half a half yeah. a size okay so if i can do that in high school know your shoe size we as realtors can walk around a house and get a great idea of what your house size is within, like Phil said, 5,200 square feet. You're, you're missing two large principal rooms on the main floor. Like that's the difference between walking in and having a big den and then a principal dining room combined with a big living room. Like, yeah. like it, it, it's very visual. It's not, it's not a matter of 50 square feet. It's, it's 
two big principal rooms on each floor. It's it's a mistake on the on the, the agent that listed the house, and it's a mistake on the agent that was yeah. representing him. Yeah, and he should have looked at the square footage. And and us like we would look at it and say, hey, I don't think this is thirty one hundred yeah. square feet. We better get the right number on this. And 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 you know what? I would have printed out a report to to verify that square footage. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're a bit of an, uh, in a bit of a jam. Uh, whether they, I think they want to go forward with this, or they want to, or hold back on money on on clothing, yeah. or actually renegotiate. Apparently, they already tried to renegotiate. Yeah. The sellers aren't doing it, but it just leads into you know a massive domino effect, right? Because that that person selling the property has already gone and, and went and bought another property. The proceeds of of those funds, like the proceeds of sale, are going towards them, and, and and you know it's it's a massive domino effect. You know, it's unfortunate in terms of what's going on in these people's lives right now, and it, and it sucks, right? It sucks for every single person involved. You just, you, you know, you just wish this mistake didn't happen. Got one more question for you guys on this topic and this scenario. I'll get to it on the other side of the break, and we're also going to talk about Hamilton's new and first of its kind in Ontario renovation bylaw. That is next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Phil Golfy, sales representatives, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And as the commercial suggests, Start packing. You can also follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and X. One more question regarding, you know, agents should really verify information on MLS. And you pointed to an example where this uh, agent um, uh, responsible for the buyers, representing the buyers, they're purchasing a home, didn't check the information closely. It was a 2,700 square foot house. It was listed at 3,100 square feet. Is the square footage of a home the most common piece of misinformation or, dare I say it, fake news on a listing? No, it isn't. No. Uh, a lot of it has – no, uh, sometimes people will say uh, all new wiring. It's only just – it's not all new wiring. You know <laughs> what I mean? I had an incident. Uh, shingles, they say roo- new roof. No agent should put new roof in you know 2020 or whatever. They should say new shingles in 2020. People put down, um, but but the thing the thing about the square footage is it comes directly from MPAC, right? You, you, there's two ways to get square footage. You measure it, you measure it yourself, which we have the technology to do that through the 3D tours and, and the Matterport tours. And I know you know the consumer wouldn't understand this, but the agents know. You can measure it through that, or you you pull it right from MPAC. And and that's it. so you know for for this for there to be this big of a discrepancy on to the agent the agent square footage it doesn't it doesn't make sense you know, but, but but here's the, here is the thing about this the previous listing that this house had years prior years prior not just recently when this guy the original the, buy, owner, the, the owner that has it now when he bought it the square footage said three thousand so so the huh. first. The, the previous agent, and here's the big mistake yeah. of this agent. He, I don't know, I don't know. He went less. No, he went higher. 
It was left Sorry, before. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but not only that, on, on the listing it says uh, square footage was verified by owner. So here's now here, here's what happens. If there's <laughs> the a lot owner, the owner, the yeah. owner is going to say, "I didn't put that. Yeah. I didn't put that." He's going to point the finger. It's the Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's everyone's pointing <laughs> at each other. Yeah. yeah, but 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 Rick, in my opinion, square footage is is one of the biggest factors that's going to associate to price and, and value. Yeah. Right. One of the biggest factors. Yeah. It's it's square footage. It's when was the house built. Those are are probably you know well, the most yeah, important yeah. thing. Yeah. In terms of taxes and taxes. and taxes, yeah, those are three of the most important things that you can put inside the listing in terms of data. That's what people want to know. That's what, oh, that's what everyone asks. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, one agent, what he did was he copied a previous listing. It was a townhouse complex, and it said uh, cable is included with this house. But that's smaller. No, it is smaller, but... Guess what that agent had to do? Pay for the cable for the right. next five years. <laughs> but here's the thing. But but here's here's the thing. The homeowner should should like be upset and find out, say, why didn't like like the agent should have verified it because now the homeowner's going through the headache that his house may not close and he's probably yeah. and he's got another what purchase on the other so, you know we'll throw a little conspiracy was the homeowner pressuring the agent? Yes, I to, bet you it was. And, and maybe lied to the agent Guaranteed. in terms of the square footage. To try yeah. and get more value for the house, guaranteed. guaranteed. Right? I, I'll tell you a lot <laughs> of times. A lot of times when we go to someone's house and they say this is the square footage, and then I'll pull out the p- impact report. Right. There. Your square footage says is it's it's you know let's say two thousand square feet, and he's saying it's, it's twenty four or twenty one or whatever. Yeah. I I will not put. Right. I will, I will not. And if he says no, there's it's a, false there's, advertising. No, no. But if he says that that's a mistake. I will say, let's measure the house. Yeah, hmm. and I'll go around, measure all the way outside, deduct where the garage is, yeah. and deduct and add this, and you know all that kind of stuff. And you got to be careful out there. Sometimes these people uh, that have uh, houses with the open uh, family room on the second level, when the builders build these houses, they add that open airspace as square footage. Right. So you got to be very careful. I mean. Like, like, so, cause there's the builder square footage. There's the impact square well, footage. There's uh, well, impact measures around the outside of the house. That's right. So, so that it does count as square footage, but it's not living square no, footage. Right. Exactly. So, so, but you can add that as square footage. So unless this guy's got a right. lot of open airspace, right. it's not like that's 300 square feet. But again, as a realtor, you better verify it because, and, and you as a, and, and you as a, as a consumer, should make sure it's right because you don't want to find out a month before you're moving. You bought, you got your other house. Now, yeah. now your square footage is wrong. Now you got the headache to deal with legal stuff, and and it just becomes your moving. Your, your moving is the one most stressful yeah. things in, in in the world, next to having a baby, and next to you know going through a divorce and all that kind of stuff. But everything it, else, it's it's it is it is very stressful. You don't need that, and you so, make sure you get the right agent to represent you to make sure that. All the information is correct. But I think it's important to know this guy, the buyer, still wants to close on the property. He still wants it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but he doesn't want to pay the price he that he doesn't want to pay the, the, the premium price that he would have paid for a 3,100 yeah. square foot house mm-hmm. after understanding that it's only 2750 yeah. or whatever the number is, which I completely understand and I completely agree with. I, I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, I'd be in the same boat too. Hamilton's new renovation bylaw. We're going to get to that next on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One more go round here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, Rob Golfie, Phil Golfie. The latter two are sales representatives. Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, you will be calling the number one Remax team in the country. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L. FI.com. All right, new legislation coming to Hamilton will force property owners to apply for a special permit for their rentals at a cost of $715 per unit when seeking a provincial N13 notice, which is ending a tenancy due to a desire to demolish, repair, or convert a rental unit. So city council is looking at the issue of rent evictions and are saying, okay, landlords, if you want to make renovations and want to force your tenants out, you must apply for this license. What do you think of it? I think I, I get it and I understand it is a good thing for tenants, but here's the problem. Now you're getting uh, somebody else involved in the city that's going to make a decision whether you need this renovation. So you've got problems in your bathroom, you've got problems in the kitchen, and it needs to be gutted. And the city says, no, no, it, it doesn't qualify. And now you're, you're forced to, to have a, a unit that is going to deteriorate and, and deteriorate other units in the building. I uh, I feel this is a, 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 a it, it's it's good and I don't know like like good landlords they will take care of things and and do things and 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 what what this has brought to is that um, because of housing and everything's gotten so expensive and uh, and we're talking about baby boomers when they had properties they had tenants if the tenant paid on time every month. They, the, the the landlord never raised the rent and they probably like there's tenants out there that's been paying the same rent for 15 years and not one increase but now we're being forced to raise rents because uh, a lot of things because of taxes interest ta- rates taxes interest rates but but the landlord didn't mind he says listen i don't have a mortgage on here anymore yeah. i just collect this this just pays for you know this and that but because of all the things that are happening with tenants being uh, like if you want to sell the place, they say, well, I'm not moving. Yeah. It takes 10 months. Guess what? It forced me to raise rents on all the properties. I, I was one of those guys that mm. says, Hey, as long as you pay the rent, you don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm not going to increase it. Well, guess what? I increase it because what's going on with the tribunal, the landlord tenant board. That's why I'm raising the rents every year. Here, here's what's going on. This is a, uh, is a result of people abusing the rent eviction. That's what it is. Yeah. That it, that that's what it's a result of. And 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 we don't want to see the the buildings in Hamilton become run down and deteriorate and and you know the community and and fall apart. We don't. You don't you, you want to see really nice upkept. You're driving along, driving through. You, you want to see nice balconies. You you want to see the nice buildings. But but here's here's what's going on right now. The baby boom population, you know, the the baby boom investor who owns two, three, maybe four apartments they're starting to retire and they have selling them and they haven't raised their rent in 10 years mm-hmm. because they probably hold a very low mortgage, not paying any interest. It's cash flowing and they're happy with their tenants because they pay. They might not be happy with the building, right? They don't care because they're selling it. They've, they've made their money. They've owned it for 20 years, 25 years. 
So they don't care. So now you have the new investor coming in, right? And he's looking at it and says, wow, this is, a, this is a great location. It's a great building. If we renovate it, the, the building's going to increase. The value's going to increase. Mm-hmm. The rents are going to increase. And, and now I've got myself a really good investment. I'm going to cash flow on it. Ted, you know, it's, and, 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 that's, and that's what's going to happen. So now you put this in place. That baby boomer is going to have a hard time selling his, his apartment because the person that's coming in can't come in and fix it up. So this well, is, so so now yeah, you're so yeah. now you're stuck. You've added another barrier to yeah, buying yeah. To, to, to buying this building. You're you're going to turn investors away. The yeah. value on that building is going to go down. It's going to be harder to do. Like yeah. and, and the and tenant and the tenant has the right to come back after the units. Like, for if, sure. If you tell him to leave but, to renovate, he has the right to come back. But now that building is just going to sit there and deteriorate. Yeah. And guess what? When it's not good enough for the tenant anymore. And they don't. They know. They no longer want it. Guess what they do? They pack up their bags and leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do, right? Yeah. Like that. It, it's just a cyclical effect. But but in terms of where we are right now in, in in today, like today, there's there's a lot of people that are you know 60, 65, 70 years old that are cashing out. Right. right? They've 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 owned this apartment for the last twenty five years. They're happy with it. They've gotten good rent. But but for the new person who's coming in and buying in this market at these interest rates, they cannot survive and, and maintain and, and operate that building at, at the current rents. And, and that's one way to get them up. It's just the reality of, of uh, investing and reality of the situation. So it, it's good. But if people didn't abuse the rent eviction before, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here today. Yeah, I think if it eliminates those bad landlords, you know, mission accomplished. But yeah, it's it's not a perfect bylaw, that is for sure, because there's a ripple effect no. that is going to hamper the good landlords. And they may not yeah. make the repairs that they really want to make because either they don't have the funding to do so or, you know, for a variety of other reasons. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting topic, that is for sure. We got to go. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Platform, smash that follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We are back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.